Hey everybody, it's Matty C. Welcome back to What Am I Making? Today, I've got a treat for you, an audio version of a written article called 10 Great Films for the Whole Family at Holiday Break. I'm going to break down a collection of movies that the entire family can enjoy this holiday season while you've got some time to watch some movies together. But these ain't Christmas films. From classics to hidden gems, here are 10 films to brighten your holiday. everybody. Welcome back to What Am I Making? I'm your host, Maddie C. There is a pretty solid chance that you are going to be in a room with a bunch of family this holiday season, with time on your hands and nothing but football and food to keep you occupied. Eventually, someone will suggest watching a movie. I want you to be prepared so you don't have to sit through the same trash you watched last year. Look, you already know and love your favorite Christmas movies. You and your family have made room for the hits of the season. You've set out your own personal favorites, you've centered them around the most wonderful time of year, and it would be folly for me to offer a list of my old standards as far as holiday films go for you to rely on. Plus, I tend to like Christmas movies only a little bit better than I like Christmas music. Instead of a middle-of-the-road rundown of holiday films, here are 10 flicks you could screen this year for your whole holiday crowd. You're sure to have some extra time over the next week or two with family and friends to take in a flick or maybe even more together. And even if you have some impressionable young folks in the room or some tender tots nearby, these are films the whole family can and should enjoy together. So here we go, in alphabetical order, from 1 to 10. 10 great films for you to view during your holiday break. Number 1, African Queen from 1951, directed by John Huston. Featuring charming performances from two of the screen's greatest all-time actors, Katherine Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart, The African Queen is a stirring tale of adventure and romance during World War I set on a river deep within the African jungle. Hepburn and Bogie trade metaphorical punches and view the wilds of the African continent, all while avoiding natural dangers around him and the lurking German army. It's a dazzling, adventurous, funny, sweet, and heartfelt romp. If you enjoyed Raiders of the Lost Ark, there will be lots here for you to love. Number two, Au Voile Enfant, 1987. This autobiographical gem from French writer-director Louis Malle might be a bit heavy for some of the younger viewers at your holiday gathering, but that said, they'll likely be turned off by the subtitles. But you shouldn't be. Please don't let that stop you from enjoying this gorgeously moving true tale of a French school during World War II. While studying at a Jesuit academy, our young hero befriends one of three Jewish students who is being hidden at the school. What transpires in the film is eerily similar to what took place in real life as experienced by director Mal himself at just age 11. This one combines the coming-of-age candor of Stand By Me with the reality facing the Jews, of Fran the Jews in France during World War II. Number three, Ball of Fire. 1941. Barbara Stanwyck is the greatest movie star your family has never heard of, 
or at least knows far too little about. She was a massive star in the 30s and 40s and is perhaps the most versatile actress in Hollywood history. Her comedic chops in this screwball classic are second to none. Stanwick is the brassy nightclub singer Sugarpuss O'Shea, who has been commissioned by a group of square academics to help them research new slang terms for the dictionary project to which they have been assigned. What follows is a breezy, hilarious, and devilishly witty nugget of Hollywood gold. This one feels a lot like Pretty Woman if it were smarter, funnier, and far more charming. Oh, and Julia Roberts wishes she were Barbara Stanwyck. Number four. Breaking Away, 1978. One of my very personal favorites. Here's another coming-of-age gem. This time we've traded the French countryside for Bloomington, Indiana, but don't tell Dave Stoller that. He's convinced himself and those around him that he's an Italian cyclist capable of winning any bicycle race he enters. This sneakily charming and hilariously funny slice of 1970s Americana provides a crystal clear window into the world of four young men who have no idea how to become adults. For any of us over the age of 19, it's a sentiment we know all too well. For those of us under 19, we can't wait to find out. Think dazed and confused for the cycling set. Number five, Bridge on the River Kwai, 1957. David Lean's first great war epic features one of the greatest battles of will ever put to celluloid. Imprisoned British officer Captain Nicholson, played brilliantly by Alec Guinness, squares off with Camp Commander Saito, brought to exquisite three-dimensional reality by the great Japanese actor Sesu Hayakawa. The pair are at loggerheads over the construction of a bridge across the River Kwai. Nicholson takes great pride in his work, despite the fact that he is aiding the war effort of the enemy. Saito finds the British disrespectful and finds them contemptible when they are unable to find shame in their captivity. This massive saga is a war film, a jungle adventure story, a prison break, and a battle of wills. It is brilliant and unlike anything any other war picture I have ever seen. Your granddad will thank you for putting this one on. And so will I. Number six. My Life as a Dog, 1985. I wrote at length about this film back in September. It's one of the great coming-of-age stories in cinema. With humor, pathos, and heart, director Lassie Hallstrom presents a look at one boy's journey toward adulthood, as he grapples with puberty, love, loss, and the uncertainty of the future. While this film is about the plight of one young boy in Sweden in the 1950s, it is also a universal tale of discovery and disappointment. You'll notice that a number of titles on this list are coming-of-age films. I find that these are often our most universal films in terms of theme, tone, and our own lived experiences. This one is a quirkier, funnier, more Scandinavian boyhood. Number seven, The Odd Couple, 1968. Jack Lemmon is one of the truly great leading men in our cinema's vaunted past. However, Lemmon is not your typical leading man. He's soft, fragile even. He is a modern man beset with modern concerns. Whether playing a big band member in drag on the run from the mob in Some Like It Hot, traipsing the deck of a U.S. cruiser in Mr. Roberts, or driving his roommate Oscar up the wall in Neil Simon's The Odd Couple. He is a genuinely unique and brilliant performer. 
While most folks might be familiar with the long-running TV show that the film was based on, The Odd Couple, features Lemon and Walter Matthau as a pair of bachelors who are forced to share an apartment after their wives kick them out of their respective houses. Hilarious and even affectionate, this film is a love story of sorts with two friends at the center of it. And it is blazingly hilarious. Like your sides will hurt from laughing. Finding an analog for this one is tough, but I don't know. I Love You Man meets Greg Gardens. Number eight, Paper Moon, 1973. Peter Bogdanovich's Paper Moon is an ode to old cinema. Made in the early 70s, the director chose to shoot the film in black and white to lend authenticity to its Depression-era tale. Five decades on, the choice of black and white gives the film a sense of timelessness and further reinforces its comedic genius. Ryan O'Neill, who we just lost last this, this last month, is superb as Moe's Prey, a con man who sells Bibles to unsuspecting widows. However, Moses' swell business dealings are complicated when he is forced to care for a child he had unknowingly fathered some years earlier. O'Neill's real-life daughter, Tatum, won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress at just 13 years of age, the youngest ever Oscar winner. With a tremendous supporting cast and some of the most memorable sequences in film history, Paper Moon is a sheer delight. It's Little Miss Sunshine meets the Grifters. Number nine, Rear Window. 1954. My hunch is that you have a number of folks at your holiday party that have never seen an Alfred Hitchcock film in full. That is a war crime against culture, my friends. The only options available to remedy this are a trip to The Hague, or you correct that shit with a holiday viewing of at least one classic by the master of suspense. You've likely seen this one, but it still makes for a great group watch. The family can gasp at each turn of events, and you can peruse the leftovers on the buffet and fix yourself another cocktail to return to the room just in time to see Grace Kelly make her grand entrance. Imagine Woman in the Window, but like if it was really, really well done instead of not being good at all. And finally, number 10, The Sting, 1973. It's Paul Newman and Robert Redford. You remember them, right? Yeah, Butch and Sundance. We all know you've probably seen this thing before, but I'd guess it's been too long. You've likely forgotten how note-perfect the performances and the dialogue in the film are. Hell, you may have even forgotten the setup, the mark, and the sting itself. And surely, you've got a few folks at your holiday gathering that have missed this somehow. Now is the time to correct that error. The lead pair are just superb. The supporting cast is chock-a-block with veteran talent, and the score is a corny delight. Think Depression's era Ocean's Eleven with even better-looking dudes. Well, friends, there you go. Here's hoping you found at least one idea for your holiday viewing party. Go enjoy some beautiful films with those beautiful people in your life, and I will see you again very, very soon. Until next time, cheers. Matty C.
was a special audio presentation from Mattis C and his ADHD.